0: What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Center podcast. Ezekiel was one of the great prophets in the Old Testament, and God used him to speak to the people of Israel during a time that they were in captivity, they were devastated, they were broken, they were scattered, they were not unified. Israel seemed like it was a complete mess, completely broken. And God raised up Ezekiel during this time to be a prophetic voice to the nation of Israel. It's during this time, around 150 years into their captivity, so they'd been in captivity for a very long time. Some of us are in our messes for five minutes and we're already crying out, I, I don't wanna give up. I, there is no God. God, where are you? And here is a people that, imagine this, had been, this is God's people. A people that had won victory after victory, conquered after, con- after one conquering after another conquering. God was giving them victory. God had blessed them. They were a powerful nation, a powerful kingdom. And so now they're finding themselves at the mercies of other kingdoms enslaved to other rulers, used and abused and feeling completely hopeless during this time. And so this is when Ezekiel comes in and God raises him up as a prophet. And in the book of Ezekiel, we see a series of visions that God gives to Ezekiel. Um, A series of messages that Ezekiel gives to the people on behalf of God. And in this specific message, in this specific vision that we're finding in Ezekiel chapter 37, God's giving him a vision of hope for the future restoration of the nation of Israel. He's he's letting them know that he is going to restore them and unify them once again. Yes, hundreds of years have passed, but the promise of God, he was showing them that he was still faithful. So God is using Ezekiel as the prophet to communicate this message. I think it's important here because some of you are probably asking yourselves, well, well, what's a prophet? We might have a notion or an idea of what a prophet is. So I want to break this down for you. A prophet is a seer, say with me seer. Seer. A seer, a prophet is a seer. This is someone who is God's spokesman to the people. They communicate God's message to the people about what is to come. So they are seeing into the future. God is giving them a vision into the future. I want you to understand that there's a difference between a psychic and a prophet. They are not the same thing. While a psychic can make an attempt at predicting your future, and oftentimes they are right, a true prophet gives you an unwavering truth about your future, because the message is is coming from God. And not only that, they have the authority to speak into it. So a psychic only has the ability to see it, But a prophet, as God's mouthpiece, has the ability to speak into it and change its course. You know, I'm going to pause for a moment because a lot of us, we try to play psychic in our lives and in the lives of other people. We look at a situation and we're like, this is what the outcome is going to be. This is how your children are going to end up. This is the direction that your marriage is going in. This, this is the direction that y- you're not going to be able to finish school. You're never going to get that job. You should just settle. Just, just stay where you're at. Playing the role of psychic. Attempting to predict the future. But today, I'm going to challenge you. Let's look to God. The prophet. The one who doesn't attempt, but who knows the future. You see, he's written the story. So there are no mistakes. The only person who has the power to change the ending of a story is the author himself. And God as our author has the ability to take something that looks broken in a complete mess and turn it into a beautiful masterpiece. Anybody can speak into your life and might be able to say what they wanna say about what they're currently seeing. But if you wanna see some change, if you wanna see some transformation, if you wanna see the impossible take place in your life. You look to the prophet of prophets. You look to God himself who is the author and consumer of our faith. I don't know how many of you guys get excited that it doesn't matter what people are saying about us. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like right now. If we put our eyes on Christ, he has the power to change the course of our future. So God is using Ezekiel his messenger his prophet the situation looked messy but God is saying don't worry about it I have the ability to change its course so today from this passage I want to reveal to you three principles that you can take into 2018 that will be constant reminders to you that you serve a God who makes the impossible possible for you 2018 going to be full of situations that we think we're not going to be able to overcome. 2018 is going to come and attack us like any other year. We have growth, there's transitions, there's change. There isn't a year that goes by that we don't have it. One year to the next is not perfect but we can go into 2018 prepared with a better mindset knowing that we are not alone, and that every situation that comes that seems impossible for us is possible with God. So we're going to go and break the reading down. Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 3, this is where we're going to find our first point. I'm going to read from verses 2. He led me back and forth among them, them is the bones, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very Dry. It's one thing to have bones, but what Ezekiel here is saying is the bones were very dry. They were in a state of impossibility to be revived. And he says, very dry. He asked me, it's funny, you know, God sometimes asks us questions that he knows, like, well, God, you know, I can't do anything about it. He asked, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel replies, God, come on. At the end of the day, we both know here that only you know. Because if it's up to me, I'm the son of a man. In my human power, I can't revive this. But you are God, and so only you know. So the first point here that I want you to see What you see as broken, God sees as framework. What you see as broken, God sees as framework. And for those of you who didn't like it, I'm going to repeat it again. What you see as broken, God sees as framework. Ezekiel was passing through the valley. He went around and around and around and around. He's looking at the situation and he's like, yeah, this is... There ain't nothing that can be done about this one. But what Ezekiel failed to miss, because the bones were so scattered, it was a complete mess. He failed to miss at first sight that the bones originally were part of human structure. They were part of living human bodies. And so what he was seeing as broken, God was really saying, no, 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 no. If you look a little bit closer, you're going to see that there's actually framework in the bones. There's framework in the mess. There's framework in the scattering. And I love this because as I was in prayer and the Lord was really just downloading things into my spirit, I said, wow. It took me back to so many instances in my life where I was like, when I looked at it, it really did look impossible. But God used that to make me the person that I am today. It was framework for my purpose. It was a setup to get me here. But I missed that because at first sight, it was a complete mess to me. So I want you to understand that everything that you're seeing as broken or a mess really is potential or an opportunity for God to do something more. I have questions for you today. What are the areas of your life that seem lifeless? Where have you lost your passion in 2017? What dreams did you once hold for your future that you let go of and are now just a memory? What dreams did you hold for your career, your marriage, your children, your education, your business, that are now just a memory? What ideas did you have about that business venture that you did one time and then you just let go to waste? What opportunities did you come across that you felt unfit and unqualified to pursue this year? When did you decide to settle for less than you knew that you deserved? When did you start telling yourself that your dream was just that, a dream, a vision, and nothing more? What happened to the projects that you began in January of 2017, and then you left halfway through the year? What happened to the commitment you made to your spouse the day that you said, I do? What happened to the relationship with your children You said, wouldn't turn out to be like the one that you had with your parents, but here you are. And it's looking like an exact copy. What happened to the days that you longed for God's presence? You prayed, you fasted, you read his word, you were passionate about it. And then all of a sudden, now it's like pulling teeth to get you to open your Bible or get on your knees to speak to God. The point here is that we've all got broken pieces in our lives, we've we've all got areas of our lives that look like huge messes, we've all put ourselves in big messes. But what you need to understand is that every single one of those things is actually framework or structure to help you and push you, challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. The mess that shows up, the messes that are created, are not the end-all be-all. They don't mean we have to settle. It means we turn to God. The reason why God allows mess in our lives is because He needs to bring us to our knees. There are situations in our lives that we cannot overcome alone, and we forget that so God, let, God lets us, you could try, try to do it on your own. We'll see how far you get. And then when you give up, I know where I'ma find you, on your knees, where I wanted you to begin with. The mess is framework to remind us who we are and whose we are. Who we are is just man. And in our own power, there is only so much that we can do. But whose we are gives us the authority to go beyond the possible and overcome and reach the impossible. So I wanna remind you what you're currently seeing as broken, God sees as framework for your future. Let me give you some examples. Marriage wasn't meant to scare you. It was meant to teach you the value of commitment. Relationships weren't meant to destroy you. They were meant to teach you the boundaries of vulnerability and connection. The business venture wasn't meant to be a waste of your time. It was meant to teach you discipline and work ethic. The struggle wasn't meant to hurt you. It was meant to teach you endurance and patience. The dry season in your faith walk wasn't meant for you to give up. It was meant to stretch your faith and push you to a new level of commitment in your walk. The children weren't meant to drive you crazy. They were meant to teach you that life is meant to live lifelessly and to love unconditionally. Your tendency for security and comfort zones, they weren't meant to make you settle. They were meant to reveal your fears and challenge you to confront and overcome them. What we see as broken, what we see as scary, what we see as a mess, God is saying, no, it's framework to push you to everything that I have called you to be. It's framework, it's framework, it's framework. So as you enter 2018, you look back at maybe some of the mess that you left behind in 2017 but pick the lessons that you have learned to take into 2018. They were framework for your future. And the good news that I have for you all today is that God is saying to this house that in 2018, areas that were dead are gonna live again. People that walked in lifeless, 2018 is your year to live again. It's not going to be a replica of 2017 because you're going to go into it prepared this time around. You're going to understand that what looks like a mess and what looks broken is really God's framework and his setup to get you to the place that he has called you to be. Everything that looks like it is a mess is really my stepping stone to help me fall forward. You see, in Christ, we never fall backward. In the world, people backstab us, people push us, they make us take three steps back, but with God we always fall and so what I thought was a mistake and what felt like a screw-up really just pushed me five steps forward into my calling and into everything that God has called me to be I would not be the person I am today without the messes I wouldn't be the person I am today without the dry bones that took place in my life God used them as framework for my future. God is using them as framework for your future. Let's see point number two, Ezekiel 37, four and five and six. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know, then you will know that I am the Lord. Point number two. You are responsible in 2018 for speaking God's Word daily. It is your responsibility. The promises of God are true, and they are there, but He has given them to you to speak over your situation. The thing I love about this passage is that Ezekiel is telling God, You know if these bones are going to live, and you can make them live. I don't have to do anything. But then God instructs Ezekiel and gives him the word to speak over the dry bones. God could have done it himself, but he didn't. He wanted to show Ezekiel and teach us the authority that he has put in our mouths. The power of life and death lies on your tongue. When you want something to live, you speak life into that thing. And when you want something to die, you speak death into that thing. All authority has been given to us as children of God that when we speak something, when we bind it here on earth, it is automatically bound in heaven and God moves in our favor. And when we release it here on earth, it is released in heaven and God moves in our favor. You see, some of us are just taking this walk a little too, a little too easy. I want you to know that there are some situations in your life that don't require you to, to sit patiently and just wait. There are some situations in your life that 2018 is gonna bring that are not gonna require you to just sit down and try to figure out a mathematical equation or, or logically or rationally try to work it out as to what's gonna make sense to get you out of this problem. There are some situations that are beyond our control. They are spiritual and they require us to put on the full armor of God and take on the authority that God has given us and bind the things on earth, declare that they are bound in heaven, loose the things on earth, and declare that they are loosed in heaven for God to work in our favor. It's not enough anymore, church, to just sit back and figure it out on our own. 2018 is going to be a year in which we're going to live, but we're going to live because of what we're speaking out of our mouths daily. I want you to say with me, "God's God's Word is life. Come on, say it with me, God's Word is life. God's Word is life. Say it again, God's Word is life. You know there's a lot of instances in our lives. That have demanded a miracle from God. Not something to happen just coincidentally or casually. They've demanded a God miracle. And the awesome thing about what God does is He says, You don't have to wait to see it to believe it. All I need is somebody that has a little bit of faith, that is willing to believe that I am a God of the impossible, that I am a God who is able. And because I am able, what might look impossible to you is possible for me. There is life in the Word of God. One of the amazing things about God is that because he's able to call into existence the things that are not as if they were, he's given us the same authority to do the same thing. So when things look lifeless in our lives, when things look hopeless, when things look like they're a mess, we have the authority to call the things that are not as if they were. When our marriages look like they are falling apart, we have the authority to speak life into our marriage. When our children look like they're just acting up and crazy, we have the authority to speak life into the lives of our children. When our careers are looking like they're not amounting to anything, we have the ability to speak life into our careers. When we're feeling like we're not gonna be able to make it through school, we're not gonna be fit for that job, we have the authority to speak life into our situations. All God needs is for somebody to believe it's amazing to know look at Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said let there be light and what happened there was light instantly he spoke a word into existence and it was manifested John chapter 1, this is how John describes the word Jesus. He says, In the beginning was the word, the spoken word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. When we speak the word over our situations, we're saying, God, you are over it, you are greater than it, you are in control of it. Your word is greater than any other word that anybody has ever given me about this situation. I speak his word and command that he be in control. He says, and the word was God, he was with God in the beginning, through him, listen to this, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. He is life. His word is life to us. So when things look like they're a mess, you speak the word and you bring it to life. He is life. Come on, say with me, God's word is life. The Bible is full of God's promises to us, but they are wasted promises if we're not speaking them daily. I'm not talking about once, one Sunday a week when you show up to Hope Center. I'm not talking about once a month when you're going through something and all of a sudden you, well, God, now, you know, I declare in the name of Jesus. Where were you declaring day one through 29 before 30 showed up and wanted to run you over? You know, many of your declarations that you had done in day one through 29 could have prevented day 30 from turning out the way that it did. It's a daily, daily repetition of God's word. It is full of promises to us, but they are wasted promises for us if we are not speaking them. And here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, I don't want to speak his word because, I mean, I don't feel like that's for me. (laughs) Well, that's fine, honey. It ain't got to be for you, but it's for me. I'm going to speak it daily. Uh, My finances might look busted and disgusted, but I am going to preach that I will lend to many nations and I will never have to borrow until I see that word come to pass in my life. Oh, well, you know, the word about... You know, all things are possible to those who believe. I just, I just really don't know that that's for me. (laughs) Well, that's fine. It doesn't have to be for you, but I'm going to take it for me. Whatever people tell me, no, friend, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to achieve that. (laughs) I'm going to keep declaring that word until I see it come to pass. It is a promise that God left for me. And those who take hold of God's promises, he is faithful to help you see them come to pass, but you have got to declare daily the promises of of God over your life. You know, a lot of people see me standing here and they're like, well, wow, she must have worked hard to be where she is. And while yes, hard work does pay off, the reality is that I am a product of a spoken word. God spoke to my mother in prayer about who I was going to be. And so from a young age, my mom always told me who I was called to be and cultivated that in me. And even during the times when I acted, (laughs) like I was not called to be that thing, she kept declaring it. And I am a product of a word manifested, spoken over 30 years ago. You have the power to speak life into your future. Don't let the authority that God has put into your mouth go to waste. And don't let it go to waste on negativity. You don't have to feel it to believe it. Believe it, declare it, prophesy it, speak it daily, write it on your wall, put note cards on your desk at work. Whatever you have got to do to confess God's word over your life on a daily, do it. I'm giving you practical tips. If you come to my house, in my room, I have my wall. Well, my daughter's been taking down all of my posters, but my wall was covered in scripture. It's the only way that I can overcome the battlefield in here that anytime the enemy tells me, you're not going to be able to do that. I look to that wall and I find a scripture that has to do with what I'm battling or what I'm going through. Whatever your biggest battles are or the things that you struggle with the most, go to God's word and find scripture that speaks to that situation so that every time you find yourself confronting it, you have God's word to combat it. But you've got to speak God's word daily. And our last point, we're going to find in the last reading, Ezekiel 37 verses 9 through 10. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Point number three. And this is where we end. The Holy Spirit is essential for victory in 2018. A daily dose of the Holy Spirit will be essential for you to have daily victory. See, in the scripture, Ezekiel prophesied the first time he spoke the word. The bones came together. But they were just that they became framework structure but they were lifeless you ever been in a situation where on the outside everything looks good <laughs> but on the inside it's lifeless you put up a front or we're going to your mom's house you better act right hi mom or when your parents come over or like they're about to enter your room you like put everything under the bed you trying to make your house look like it's so organized because you don't want mom coming in and judging you about how, you know, you don't clean well enough in your house. (laughs) You put on that front, but on the inside you're like lifeless. And so Ezekiel is looking at the bones and saying, wow, I mean, this, this looks pretty good. They're not alive, but they came together. And God says, no, 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 I'm not finished. It's just framework, it's just structure. I need it to be more than that. He says, speak again, the first time it came together. But I need you to speak again. Don't stop speaking over your situation just because it didn't turn out or look the way that you wanted it to look the first time around. You keep speaking that thing until you see it realized. He said, speak again, and this time when he spoke, breath came into the bones, into the bodies, and gave them life. The breath is the symbolism of the Holy Spirit. And here's what happens, or what has happened even in 2017. You know, for many of us, we got by in 2017 without relying too much on the Holy Spirit. We survived. But that was it, we survived. If you think that you're gonna survive 2018 without the Holy Spirit, I'm here to tell you that you're right. You can survive without the Holy Spirit. But can you live the life that Christ died for you to live And can you live a life winning without the Holy Spirit? Absolutely not. I came to a point in my life where I got tired of just surviving year after year. That wasn't living. I made it through. No, you're making it through like this you're going into the next year looking like this you just you just made it through I survived I'm not dead I, I'm survived I might be a little bit broken I might be a little bit you know not functioning the way I should but, but I survived and here we go into 2018 and God is saying I don't want you to just survive every year I want you to live every year I want you to win every day and you cannot win Absolutely not, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you. Romans 8:35 verses, verse, ver, Romans 8 verses 35 through 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long, every day. Every day we're in a predicament. We don't know if we're going to make it. The struggle is real. Every day we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we, believers, we're not just conquerors. We are more than conquerors, not on our own. It finishes saying, through him who loved us. I know that you survived 2017 but did you live in 2017 did you live an abundant life are you just satisfied with some of the things that you accomplished or are you feeling like a victor are you going into 2018 hoping for the best we can go into 2018 knowing that it's going to be the best, but only with a dose of the Holy Spirit. He will be essential, essential. To close out with this, you need to know that a lot of things that are going to take place next year, you're going to need more than just head knowledge to get through them. You're going to need more than just gym buddies and muscles. You're going to need more than an education and a master's degree. There are some things that are going to require that you rely on the Holy Spirit to get by. You can't do everything in your own strength that's why we rely on the Holy Spirit it's awesome to know that Jesus walked the earth over 2000 years ago and people were able to have face to face relationship with him and go to him for advice and for healing and for counseling but it is even more awesome to know that he died resurrected and before he left he said I am not leaving you alone as a matter of fact it is better that I leave because there's only one of me and I can only attend to so many of you at a time I am sending you the Holy Spirit a counselor who can be with you and with With you and with you and with you. And it doesn't matter when you call him. He's already there before you need him. You don't have to wait for me to show up to ask me for guidance. You don't have to pick up the phone and call. The moment that you say, Holy Spirit, he says, at your service, what do you need? Holy Spirit, I can't do it anymore. Get on my back. I'll carry you. Holy Spirit, I don't know how I'm going to get through this one. Don't worry. Rest find peace. I'm fighting for you. Holy Spirit, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to get through the marriage. I don't know. I want to give it up. I want to throw in the towel. Give it to me. What you've done has been enough. Let me step in. You know, oftentimes the Holy Spirit is sitting back and waiting, saying. I've only given you the strength to do 10% of the work, but you're trying to do 90, and the 90 falls on me. You can't change people, you don't have the power to do that. And so what you've been trying to do over and over and over and over again is not working, but you keep doing it, and the Holy Spirit's just there like, well, I'm just waiting for you to call on me to you know, step in, because you can't with him, but you know, if I just shook him up a little, and something might change. And we have to rely on the Holy Spirit in 2018. If we're going to see anything different, if we're going to see change, we've got to rely on him. I'm going to ask the musicians to come and take their place. As we get ready for the, the altar call, we're going to make this brief. Some of you have probably heard this part of my testimony, but for those of you who haven't, I want to share it briefly with you. One of the things that I am praying for you in 2018, this is the biggest one that you make the Holy Spirit a priority in your life daily. He is the one thing that is constant, that will never leave, and the first thing that we neglect. I'm gonna challenge you to invite him to your table every morning. Have him be your partner in your driver's seat on your way to work. You don't have to do life alone anymore. You don't have to feel like you're doing life alone anymore. The Holy Spirit wants to be your sidekick in 2018. Today, he's saying to you, what you can't do next year, you leave it to me. 2017, you fought a lot of battles by yourself. But the ones that you gave to me, you saw we won. Don't go into 2018 thinking that you're gonna be able to win this one alone. You may survive. But I guarantee you, you look back December 31st, you didn't make the Holy Spirit an essential part of your life. That's where you'll be. You will have just survived, but you wouldn't have won. The day I had my encounter with the Holy Spirit till this day shakes me. I was 19 years old and I remember being at a prayer service. I told God, I'm going to give you three days to do something drastic in my life. I need to know that you are with me. I was at a time of, I was suicidal, I was depressed, I was getting ready to take my life. And I said to God, but I'm gonna give you time. If you can show up, then I won't do it. I did my part, I went to the prayer gathering. It was a fast, I was there at four in the morning praying. I remember during my time of prayer, there was an elderly woman who began to pray for me she didn't know i was in the room she was on the altar all the way in the back and i could hear her praying and saying god wherever fran is right now give her strength remind her that you are with her that you haven't left her that you haven't forsaken her that you are real that you've chosen her for more than what she believes she was chosen for as she was praying that prayer in my seat on the bench i was crying a river I didn't know how God had heard my prayer. I had almost lost hope. And on top of that, when the prayer service was over, I remember I went to the front because I wanted to be prayed for. And the Spirit of God spoke to the leader and said, don't touch her, I wanna do the work in her. I fell to my knees, sobbing uncontrollably. It was as if all the pain was ripped away for that moment. I was at peace, I was resting, I felt like a baby. I can't even explain what I felt, but I had my encounter and I knew that he was real. And from that moment forward, my life was completely transformed. No one can tell me that he isn't real because that day he changed my life. My prayer is that each of you will have your own encounter in 2018 if you haven't already that will change your life and shake you to the core to get you to understand that without him, you're not going to win. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. If you want to stay in contact, connect with us, make sure to visit myhopecenter.org. You can also connect with us on social media at My Hope Center on everything. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myhopecenter. Until next time, peace, love, and God bless.